Hey everybody, it's me, your friendly neighborhood Lokathor. <clears throat> we are, uh, well, so I, I know I told you yesterday that I ran out of, uh, runway episodes. So this, you're not hearing this at the normal 5am time. Like when I queue up episodes, I like to put them at 5am my local time. So that North American folks can listen to it while they go about their day. I assume that's what people do. A lot of people tell me they uh, listen while they're at work to my podcast, um, which is part of the why. Part of why I uh, like a lot of people do thirty-minute episodes. Uh, I like to go for an hour if I'm feeling the energy for it, simply because you know, I'm not trying to waste your time, but I'm just trying to provide you with a little bit more uh, anti-drudgery, you might say. Um, anyway, today, uh, yesterday, at the end of the day, I could have recorded a, a queued up episode. I could have had an episode queued for you to go out today. But Amazon said that my new uh, microphone was going to show up in the mail today. So I, I trusted Amazon, and I said, sure. I ordered it, like, a week and a half ago, and it was on slightly slow shipping because that was, you know, Black Friday times, clogs up all the shipping machines. I totally understand. I don't want any Amazon warehouse workers to have a bad time. I would be totally willing to pay uh, whatever additional price to have those folks who do excellent work get a living wage uh support support unions if you can folks um however it turns out amazon was wrong in its digital calculations and so the new mic it's one of them blue snowball things people on the discord have recommended it the new mic didn't show up today it's going to show up tomorrow um so i mean i went around and did some stuff today and I got some insulation for the garage. I actually have some more garage cleaning episodes uh, recorded. I haven't put them out yet. I might put them out. I haven't actually reviewed them to see if, if they were interesting. I really liked that first one, actually. I think I, I had some uh, anecdotes that I'm happy to have told. Um, but today... Uh, we're going to be just, I, I wasn't sure what to do. I started making some food. I'm eating ramen, uh, chopped, chopped mixed vegetables and uh, pork ramen. And I've been watching Stargate SG-1 because I recently found out that it, it has come to Netflix. I don't know if it's recent to Netflix or if it's been on Netflix for a while and I didn't know. But Stargate SG-1. And... Um, I re like I love this show as a child so much. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um so so we're going to watch some Stargate SG1 is what we're going to do. Uh I know this isn't a let's play, but uh I guess it's a let's watch is how I'll describe it. So you know, like standard situation is normal. Uh, I'm going to watch the show, you're going to hear me watching the show, and then I'll describe all the uh, important stuff that we see. Um, and I'm going to be eating some ramen and stuff 
you know, this is just a, a cozy, uh, I think I called the first, uh, the first cleaning the garage episode was like the slice of life season. So we'll just call this a cozy slice of life episode. This is, uh, season one, episode 16. It's pretty episodic, so we don't need, it doesn't matter that you haven't seen the, all the ones before this. Um, what you need to know is that there is a secret government Air Force project with a thing called a Stargate, and it's a big ring, and it opens a wormhole to other Stargates spread across the galaxy. And so our triumphant heroes, uh, every week they go to a new planet and they explore what's out there. Uh, so I'm hitting play. I mean, I guess you can try and sync it up if you want. That's like up to you. Uh, opening on a volcano scene, there's like ash coming out of the sky. There's some ruins, like stone pillars and stuff, like you'd see it like some sort of Greek setup. Um, but the dominant, the dominant theme of this tile set is ashy volcano. We'll put it that way. And we pan over to the gate. And uh, the SG-1 team jumps through. Yeah. All right. You don't want to stick around in an ash storm. Oh, hey, this is one of the shots that's in the... It's used in the opening. You know, the opening for the show cut... Like, I guess they'd filmed most of season one, and then they assembled the opening out of the footage that they had available. Oh, there's there's bodies. There's they're like they're covered. They fell over and then the the ash kept raining on them. So they're like covered in ash, like half buried. Um, okay, so they're they're combing over the bodies. They're the bodies are in some sort of. They've got uh, helmets on, and like space outfits. They look like space cops, honestly. Oh, there's little devices on the arms. Oh, one of them woke up. She's sort of waking up. He's looking at Carter. Oh. Oh, he passes out again. Okay. The ash sort of dramatically falls off his face as his head hits the ground. Help us. Oh, there's an old... This is this is like another one, and he says, don't help us. I don't know if you caught that. Carter is completely taken aback. Her eyes are as wide as they can be. All right, cut to credits. Uh, Close-up shot of the Stargate... It's uh, a ring with an inner ring that can spin, and the inner ring has a whole bunch of symbols on it. Jack O'Neill's eyes, and then and they zoom in, and then it turns into the wormhole, and we see Richard Dean Anderson. He's our hero, Jack O'Neill. He was he was in the movie, so this is like kind of vaguely based off of the movie, but like not really. They don't they don't care. So it says Stargate SG One, and then we see oh yeah, Michael Shanks. That was the shot of him in this in the ash. It looks like snow when you see it. And we got Amanda Tapping, who's uh, Colonel Carter. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Colonel is her rank later in the show. Christopher Judge is playing Teal'c. Uh, it's Captain Carter this early in the show. 
Don S. Davis plays General Hammond. Uh, RSVP Don S. Davis. Uh, co-executive producer Michael Greenberg. I don't know what co-executive producer exactly does. Built for television by Brad Wright and Jonathan Glasner. There was only one co-executive producer, so I don't know what the other co-executive producer did to not get themselves in the credits. Anyway, we're back at the show. Uh, EMTs are getting uh, getting people on stretchers into the med bay. Uh, Tobin Bell is in the credits. I don't know if he's like a special guest star or what. It just says his name. Let's make sure we don't have any activity, sir. Who are all these people? We don't really know, sir. We're all dead and dying around the gate. Here was highly toxic. And hot. Oh yeah, that would be terrible to be that close to a volcano. Yes, sir. They're all covered in grime. That's good effects. Accidental rescue operation. They're at a conference room now. This is like a debriefing thing. Standard stuff for a military show. Well, they all emit low levels of radiation, indicating an operative energy source. But there is no circuitry, moving parts. I'm out of coffee. We've never seen anything like it. I thought at first they were right, back to Roman culture, but it looks like they might be way ahead of us. We've determined humans on other planets originated here on Earth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Given our present state of technology, so, could they be ahead of us? So humans yes. started on Earth and then were taken to other we planets by aliens in the past. If it hadn't been for the Dark Ages, there was a period of over 800 years where science was heresy and anathema. Maybe they didn't have that setback. General Hammond, the spokesman for the rescued people is awake. 800 years? First of all, not that many years. Second of all, in Europe, China represent. China, Japan, India, they didn't have any of that Dark Ages nonsense. Also, I recognize the woman who came in and talked. She's like one of five female soldiers they seem to have on staff to play extras. So in like in a previous episode, she had a role because there was a thing that affected all the men. It was like Carter and the Doctor and a few extras. Oh, okay. So this is the old... They, they go to the emergency room, and this is the old man that said, like, let us die. You're on a planet called Earth. These people saved you. Something could be further from the truth. Well, unless I miss something, you're better off here than you were there. There was a rescue transport on the way. Well, half your people were already dead. I don't think we would have gotten there. That's more of a problem for you than it was for us. Beg your pardon? I find it unbelievable. What a crazy old man. Anyone so primitive could have deciphered the gate system. Dude, it's a bunch of buttons. Primitive? I tune from a world very different from this one. Here, life is highly valued. Tilk is a Jaffa. Quite a statement for a Jaffa. He he works for the he worked for the bad guys, but he doesn't work for the bad guys anymore. He's a, he's an ex-Nazi. What you know about the group? I am Omak. Okay, Omak. Our world is called Tolan. Oh! And what do you know of the ghoul? Tolan. We're aware of them, we don't interact with them. Well, then we share a common enemy. Did I mention an enemy? Oh! I only meant it might benefit everyone if your people and ours could be friends. 
I demand you return everything that you have taken from us. Okay. Could not be more standoffish, really. It could take a while for those volcanoes to quiet down. In the meantime, I'm a bit of a culture buff. I'd like to learn about your history and customs. Oh, Daniel Jackson, he's like an archaeologist guy. He's, uh, he's always very friendly to the new people. He's like the diplomat type character, you know. You know the type. He's got glasses, that's how you know he's a nerd. He's also got allergies. Alright. Brief shot on um, the other extra who saw Carter before. Yeah. Get these assholes out of our infirmary. That's a good call, General Hammond. Okay. So we have a little plane thingy. Now here's the thing. They have this, like, SG Stargate Command logo and stuff, but also it's a secret Black Ops facility. So why do they have a logo? Miniature UAV with all the bells and whistles. All right, so they're going to fly a plane. It's pointed straight at the gate, but once the gate turns on, then it's pointed kind of straight at the sky, even though the gate's in a missile silo, at the base of a missile silo. We only ask questions and never answer them. Matter of fact, one of them was asking a lot of questions about you. Oh. They thought they weren't interested. Asking about Carter. Oh, I didn't say us. I said you. <gasps> Hammond thinks maybe you'll have better luck getting some answers. Woo-wee. He'd like to see you. Okay. And I was hoping... I don't think Carter picked up on what Daniel Jackson was putting down. You remember Nareem? From the planet. Nareem is wearing we were, uh, uh, dirtier than. a silver jumpsuit and it's got like sewn in suspenders. If he was in a 60s sci fi show, he would look absolutely like he belonged there. The only thing that's different between him and a 60s sci fi show is camera quality. As long as you give me your word, you'll stay with Captain Carter. You have my word. Great. Let's go. All right, they're going to look outside, I guess. The Cheyenne Mountain Complex, which is a real place, is supposedly where Stargate Command is located. Um, I wanted to tell you... So they're walking outside now. I'm glad to be alive. Oh, glad to be alive. So are the others. Don't get that off, Gunky. Thank you. And please tell your friends. Oh, you can tell them yourself. No, I can't. Oh, he can't tell them. I'm talking to you. Why not? Oh, they're not supposed to talk? You know, back on Tone, I thought I was dying. Okay. I heard your voice, I managed to open my eyes, and... Yeah. When I saw you, um... What? Just gonna serve up some more ramen with vegetables here. Position. There was a time before reason and science when my ancestors believed in all manner of nonsense. A time before reason like and science? Shermo. What a sci-fi show The story goes nonsense. that if Shermo appears at the moment of death, she will take you to her dwelling in the stars. Oh. We call them angels. So he thinks Carter's an angel. And you still believe him. Well, he thought Carter. Some of us do. Ours were reported to be quite beautiful. Oh! -ho! When I saw you, well, you seem to fit the description. Yes. And then I learned from Amanda Tapping is, in fact, quite traditionally attractive. Wow. Uh, I'm afraid I ask quite a few questions. Curiosity. It's 
quality Omak doesn't seem to share. Oh, Omak, that's the... Okay, so Nareem is the younger guy that likes Carter, and Omak is the older guy. Oh, Nareem looks up, he sees a bald eagle. He points at it, he's completely amazed. Yeah, we call them birds. Are there other animals? Other animals. There have been none on Tolon for generations. No animals for generations? That, like, doesn't make sense. I would like that very much. Thank you. I mean... I think it would be best if Omak didn't know. I don't know. You could have domesticated animals, at least. Omak is not as harsh as he seems. He is only trying to protect us. Omak is not harsh. He's just trying to protect him. Perhaps. He's about to talk to Carter, but then he sees the other guards, like at the edge of the clearing and he decides not to say anything. So Carter's like, uh, okay, he was just getting to the juicy bits. So yeah, the inner ring, so that we're back in the gate room and there's a scientist man who, like scientist extra man is finishing the check on the uh, UAV plane thing. And then they have Uh, oh, it's got a rocket. All right, here we go. They have launched it through the uh, Stargate. Seventeen hundred. Oh, so she's looking at a little screen of like with the UAV's camera, but the the on-screen thing is like helicopter footage of Hawaii or whatever. Person could suffocate very quickly. How long before it cools down? I don't know. Not anytime soon. Okay. Doesn't look like it'll matter anyway. That lava's flowing straight toward the gate. Computer predicts that at the current rate, the gate will be buried in a couple of days. Okay, first of all, uh, a computer in 1998 could not have predicted that so fast without her even saying that she was going to look it up. Are you absolutely certain? Yes. Second of all, 1700, holy shit, wouldn't that, like, melt the UAV? What? You were going to seal the gate. Tolan is a world in cataclysm. Evacuation was complete. My team stayed, too. Oh. Okay. Your team stayed to steal the gate? Okay. So they're trying to seal the gate to prevent people from accidentally... Yeah, they're, they're trying to prevent a toxic zone from accidentally letting people in. So that's good. Oh, we don't have ships. Not that kind, anyway. Our space program is relatively new. Well, the bottom line here is your survivors have become refugees. If they he's don't want to be here, very upset. Like, he's just silent and upset at the idea that they don't have General, spaceships. We have done some fairly good deeds out there. Maybe we should try calling in some markers. Okay. Colonel, you and Teal follow up on that. Maybe go pay a visit to some of our old friends. Okay. Captain They're going to relocate this group of refugees. Get the multi-purpose room on 5C readied as a refugee housing center. Yes, sir. 
I don't know how many people they saved, but like 30 or something? They are not weapons. That's what our technicians thought. So you had them tested? Not much of an act of good faith. Well, actually, we couldn't figure out exactly what they were. Oh. I want to assure you we're doing all we can to relocate your people. Are we to have some say in the matter? Oh, yes. Self-determination is a concept that's very important to us. We'll do our best. In the meantime, we'll make you as comfortable as possible. I want you to understand you're restricted to the immediate premises. Are we prisoners? No. No, absolutely not. You're not prisoners. You just can't leave. It's as much for your safety as for ours. Oberon, or whatever his name is, is not pleased with this. He just stares down Jack, and Jack sort of is like, Ah, what can I do? Hey, how you doing? Cut to Carter um, talking to Nafim. It may sound ridiculous. Or Nareem? I have no idea what to do with these items. Oh, well, our sleeping platforms adjust automatically to our body temperature. They don't come with accoutrements. Oh. Okay. He doesn't know how a blanket works. Okay. Isn't that quaint? He's from the future, so he doesn't know how the blanket works. Thank you. As if these people... Well, I mean, okay, maybe they never have gone no. camping, because volcanoes are covering the whole fucking planet. Uh... Alright, so she gave him some books to read. Oh! And there's a cat in a little cat carrier! It's like an orange tabby cat. Uh, his name is Schrodinger. Oh, what a scientist's name. Captain Carter is, in fact, a world-class astrophysicist. Interstellar class astrophysicist, in fact. She's, like, one of the top five people on Earth or whatever. He had this theoretical experiment. Put a cat in a box, add a can of poison gas activated by the decay of a radioactive atom, and close the box. And then now she's explaining... Sounds like a cruel man. Oh, no, why... No. It was just a theory. He never really did Sounds... It. She's explaining the Schrodinger's cat thing. At any one instant, the cat would be both dead and alive at the same time. Uh, equilibrium physics. An atom state is indeterminate until measured by an outside observer. We call it quantum physics. You know the theory. Yeah, I've studied it. Among other misconceptions of elementary science. Oh, he's like, oh, Schrodinger's is completely ridiculous. That dummy. Omak. Oh, Omak, that's his name. Omak shows up and he's looking at the cat and he's quiet. Not impressed. Carter awkwardly uh, excuses herself from the situation. Omak continues saying nothing. I did not tell her anything. He couldn't be more silent. Okay, so we see Jack and Teal. They come into the meeting room. We have visited are eager to be of service. People, we have a problem. Your refugees seem to have escaped. Escaped? They've escaped. You can ask them that when you find them. Exterior shot at nighttime. We got we got search dogs. Everyone's geared up. A lot of German shepherd search dogs. Oh! Alright, we found them. They're all outside. Now it looks like the team I said 30. I guess it's maybe more like 10. 
So they've come across it. observing the stars? Well, you're all going to have to come back. We're only observing the stars. So we are prisoners. Oh, they're prisoners. Now we know that they're prisoners. Come on, Jack. Any idea how they got past the guards, sir? No, and the surveillance video in the multi-purpose room was exposed to some sort of interference, just as the escape. All right. Convenient. Can the video be salvaged and get computer in hand? We're trying now. In the meantime, we should get this show on the road. So there's no video of how they left. We have no idea. Alright, so this is some people from a previous episode. I wish to thank you for allowing me to be the first visitor to your Earth from the Land of Light. It is indeed an honor. He's being, this guy is being all polite. I mean, he comes from a Stone Age, well, a Bronze Age civilization. But he is, he knows how to be diplomatic. He's like a, a kingly, mayorly type person. Our rivers are blessed with fish and fowl. We would be honored to share our land with your people. Omok is not pleased with this presentation. You have no idea who or what we are. We know that you are in need and that you are here oh. among those who have proven themselves. Omok has got like negative 20 diplomacy score. Come on, man. They're trying to be generous. Oh, what is the point? What is the point, Omak? And he stands up. His planet is unacceptable to us. Oh, okay. It's just because you're an asshole. Are even more primitive than you. Could you? Oh my gosh. Mr. Mayor from the Land of Light, I'm so sorry that our other guest was an asshole. Okay, so we're back in the in the, the living area with Carter and Nareem and the cat. We learned she was inhabited. Did you make contact? Yes. When we thought they were sufficiently advanced. They were on a level very similar to yours. So what happened? We offered them a device to produce unlimited productive energy. And they used it to make war. Oh, we knew some other primitive people and they made war with our power generator. Of our planet. They had destroyed theirs. One day? The destruction shifted our planet's orbit to 0.3 decanums. Enough to begin a chain of events that made our world unstable. Okay. Why are you so afraid to give a society like ours any of your technology? Okay, so the primitive planet blew up their planet or whatever. Mm -hmm and shifted their own home planet of Tolan by a few degrees, or point, point three decana. They know every other word, they just can't say degrees. Too far to hope for a ship in our lifetime? They've got faster than light travel! That's a that's a bad line. Spend more time with a certain inhabitant of this planet. Oh ho! And she's like, "Hey, you wanna hang out at my house?" And he's like, "Sure, you wanna." And look, I'm good with animals. 
I'm friends with this cat. You did exactly what I knew you would do. You used threat and force to solve your problem. You didn't give us any other choice. You could have come for us unarmed. Hey, you haven't exactly behaved like someone I want to trust. I'm not going to put my team at risk. And I will not risk my people in your care. Look, Amok, if you're so advanced, why don't you let your people decide for themselves? Oh? Nareem, this is a free country. Every year we take in thousands of refugees fleeing repression. If you request asylum, you can... Not anymore. What? Maybe we did in 1998, but not so much anymore. 1998. You only want our technology, nothing more. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind knowing how you got the hell out of this place. Technically speaking, of course. You don't need to know how. Only that we did. And we can do it again anytime we need to. Colonel, General Hammond would like to see you and your team right away, sir. Oh, hey! It's Extra Lady! Maybe she was just... Maybe she's one of the people that's, like, most available or something to do all these scenes. We've managed to augment the surveillance video from the... Mm, they've got some old IBM keyboards. Lots of springs. Lots of mechanical clickiness. Alright, so they've recovered the security footage, and it shows the guy, he pushes one of the little things on his arm, and then they just frickin'... They walk right through the walls. Oh my gosh. We have similar video of them passing through an elevator door and a wall on ground level. This is not much far beyond that of the globe. That's exactly what the president and joint chiefs want to hear. Oh, who's this guy? Colonel Mayborn, sir. Colonel Mayborn. Intelligence? What happened to Kennedy? Promoted. I took his place. Promoted. Talk about failing upwards. Colonel O'Neill. Oh. I read about your conflict with Colonel Kennedy in his report. I assure you, such an attitude will not prevail with me. Colonel Kennedy was in the pilot and never after. I sense that. Good. Okay. Would you mind telling me exactly why you're here? Colonel? Yeah, why are you here? You didn't get my advance. Okay, we're back in the meeting room. That's an order releasing the he pulls out a file folder. You ought to be congratulated, General. The Stargate program is finally paying off. This was quite a coup. Excuse me? Uh, these are people we're talking about. Yeah, these are people, these people you assholes. Rights, you know. Do they? Under what nation's jurisdiction? How about basic human rights? Yeah. I can't release them to you. Yeah, I mean, they are humans. I beg your pardon. I don't believe the president meant to release these people until they have been through quarantine. We don't have any idea what kinds of diseases they might be carrying. You're out of your league here, gentlemen. Uh -oh. I'm in my ballpark now, and I have the full authority of the president. Full authority of the president? So do I, Colonel. Yeah. Why don't you ask the airman outside to show you to our guest quarters? That's okay. I'll wait. That wasn't an invitation. It was an order, Colonel. Oh! Intelligence man is only a colonel, so General John Hammond. General George Hammond can order him around. Oh yeah, clean bill of health. Just don't let her tell Mayborn that. Yeah, don't tell Mayborn. I've bought us a day, people. Find me some alternatives. 
All right. Good man, General. Yeah, the general's a pretty good guy most of the time. Sometimes he has to make a hard decision. But working for him on his terms. Benelwalk is correct. Your people will use our knowledge for war. It's not us. We are dealing with another part of our government, one that specializes in chronic paranoia. Like Sarita. It's going to happen again. It is going to happen again. I am here. Nareem, I am hoping that you can convince Omar to consider one of the other plans we've presented. Look, it's no use. He's right. They're all as primitive or more primitive than you are. Sarita could happen on any... I wish you would stop calling us primitive. Okay, one, stop calling him primitive. Two, uh, literally just leave Stargate Command to go anywhere. Like, what? what is a Bronze Age civilization going to do if you go there and, like, fish or whatever? Beautiful. They can't blow up their planet. They don't have the ability to get around their planet. That's exactly what it means. I kind of talked over it, what exactly but do you hope to get from Carter this? is very embarrassed and uh, bemused. One, superior weapons. Superior weapons, asshole. They cooperate, you know. I assure you, Colonel, they will. I just hung up from talking to the president. I guess Mr. Mayborn has been talking to him recently. I did tell you I had his ear, General. Colonel Mayborn has full authorization to relocate the Tolans immediately. Oh, no, President, you let us down. And I voted for that guy. No, I didn't. You take them. 1998, I was 10 years old. Nice little community with high walls, guards, maybe a little barbed wire. They're a valuable asset. They need to be protected. Nice, forced intellectual labor. And life imprisonment. These aliens will live a better life than most Americans. They'll have a great view, the best food, every convenience, everything they need. Everything except a life. Everything. You know, the Pentagon intelligence, that I can understand, but the president? I voted for him. Colonel, have the Tolans ready for transport at 0600 tomorrow? Now that's a good question. Were you off-world? when the last election happened. Maybe you were Daniel Jackson. Maybe you were trapped in Abydos when the last election happened. So we're going to an outside okay, Colonel. view. Want to tell me why I'm here? Because Mayborn isn't, sir. Sir, we wanted to talk to you about what we could do to keep Mayborn from taking the Tolan. Okay. We must ensure the Tolan's escape. I can't let you do that. We'd all be court-martialed. General, I'm about a hair away from not caring. Oh. Sir, Daniel, I can't be court-martialed, sir. Oh, yeah, so technically Daniel Jackson is a civilian, and they can't court-martial him. When you call Mayborn was here questioning my people wanted us to take some sort of tests. And you expect me to trust you? Please. Mayborn is from another division of our government. My group is trying to protect you from him. You okay. You're doing a very good job. You're not. Apparently not. Oberon's right. Do you have a new place for us to go? Well, no. We have nothing else to say. Okay. No. Oh. Okay, I do know of a perfect place you could go. I just don't know how to get you there. Well, then, why do you speak of it? Well, I was kind of hoping that maybe you'd have the technology to get there. Oh. Now, this is interesting. This is another trick to gain access to our technology. 
No, no eating. No. Listen, there was a planet a we trick. went to where people were as advanced as you, maybe even more advanced. They were called the Nox. If you went there, why can't we? Well, because they felt about us kind of like you do. They called us very young, which I suppose is a hair more polite than calling us primitive, but. Oh, no the Nox episode's a good episode. Watch that episode. I don't know how to communicate with them to get it open. Do you know where this planet is? Yes, I have the coordinates right here. Then we must go back to the mountaintop. Really? Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't get you out of here. That's not a problem. Ho ho! Right. You're gonna walk through walls. Well, I have to go with you. Oban looks at the team and he's like, "Okay, fine." Oh wait, he's not. He's not fine yet. Dramatic tension. Dramatic. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. What? Do you wish to come or not? Oh, come on, Jackson. Grab his hand. Oban touches a little one of the little power boxes on his shoulder. And the wall kind of bends away from him, and then he just walks right through the wall. So only the only Jackson and Oban went up to the O Obisk? Obelisk. Obelisk. That's definitely his name. So they're outside outside at night. Exterior shot. He looks up at the stars. Now this is a very Earth-centric view of how the universe works. It has to be nighttime because that's where space is. So he pulls out, he pulls a little box off of his arm and he looks at the coordinates Jackson has written down. I, I presume is like a gate address. Oh! He pushes a green button, and a, and a white beam shoots up into space. Faster than light, even though we saw it happen, so it must have been slower than light. Listen, I'm no astronomer, but won't that take thousands of years to reach the Knox world? Yeah, thousands of years. Well, that's just a laser, right? I mean, light takes a long time to travel that far. Oh. This is true. And then, and then Oban grabs a branch. He holds it out. The distance between these two points seems far. Okay. Until you do this. And then he folds the branch up. Okay. Okay, I remember this from college physics. One of our scientists, Einstein, explained this the same way. You were talking about actually folding space. A space fold. No. He says no. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand, you dummy idiot. It's not how it works. Even though you walk through, that's how the gate works. The gate works on space folding, so I don't even know. Uh, yeah, we hope the Nox can help out here. All right, camera pan up. When you don't know what to do, play some music and pan up to the stars. All right, we're looking at the gate computer. We're in the computer control room. Carter's at the keyboard. Typing, typing, typing. Samantha. Oh. 
Nareem? Nareem walks out through one of the walls. Hello. Oh my god, how do you do that? Very carefully. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> how do you walk through walls? And he's like, carefully, because the writers don't know. I have come to say goodbye. Oh! So you think Daniel's plan will work? Either way, I will be leaving. However, I... Okay. Going reluctantly. Ooh, going reluctantly. And she's like, why? Because her... She may be smart, but her skull is thick. I thought you felt that way. That is why I brought you this. Oh, he hands her a little shoulder box. They've got like two shoulder boxes in each arm, so he's got a spare, I guess. Yeah. This one records emotions. My feelings for you. Oh, it's got like a. Each time we were together. It's like a recording, not of audio and visual, but of emotional. Touch the red triangle. Okay. And you push the red button. There's like a green, a red, and a yellow button. And you you touch the red button. And you close your eyes. And she's sort of emoting face expressions, and the music tells us that it's like love, happy thoughts. Oh, but then it's like it's so happy that now she's sad that he he's so happy around her and he has to go. I don't know what to say. She's like sad for him. We had a custom. Oh, a custom. More than words? A custom? It's just, it's just kissing. You're just kissing the spaceman, Carter. Or, I guess, I guess, addressed to Nareem, you're just kissing the space lady. This isn't a custom. custom too. Oh, we have that custom too. Of course you have that custom too. Oh, going in for a second kiss. Daniel Jackson runs into the room. Whoops. He's like, whoops, ha 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 ha. Actually, I need your help. Oh, what do we, what do we need help for? Really get going. Ugh. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, you get, a, you get a free cat. Go to Earth, kiss a beautiful lady, get a free cat. Not a bad vacation after Volcano Land. I mean, you had to stay in kind of a shitty hotel, but there was like free sandwiches. All right, he walks away wistfully. Now, I'll need at least one unit of escorts in the rear transport. Come. Joe Hannon, sir, the refugees, they've disappeared. What do you mean, disappeared? I mean, like poof, sir. They went through the wall. I told you to keep guards inside the room to prevent that from happening again. We were inside the room, sir. I stood in their path myself. And? They went right through me, sir. Oh, that's... Attention that's gotta be weird. Off-world activation. Unknown source. Unknown source? This usually means enemy attack. What the hell is going on? The mainframe's having a nervous breakdown. Well, the iris is failing. Why is the blast door down? Get it up. The iris is what uh, 
it's like a, a little gate thingy over the Stargate, so that even if it, even if the wormholes open, they can still prevent stuff going through. He's not in the military, Colonel, and I think it'd be kind of tough to find a civilian law to cover this. Oh no, they can't arrest Daniel Jackson because he's not in the military. Okay, so they've they've reprogrammed the gate using advanced Tolon technology. Oh, it's an off-world activation. Who's it's must be the Nox, right? Oh, it is the Nox. The Nox have white and purple clothes that are kind of wispy, and they look kind of like um, druids. They've got like fluffy hair that looks like moss or roots is in it. Their skin is very, very pale, like makeup white pale, makeup white pale. All personnel in the gate room. This is Colonel Mayburn. I have a presidential order to take the aliens with me. Do not let them pass. Use force if necessary. Okay, the guards are pointing their guns at the Nox. The Nox is like, you haven't learned a thing since we last met you. And Jackson's like, yeah, I know we haven't. You can see it on his face. And she's like, oh. You're most welcome to join the Nox. Please come. Okay, so the Tolans are welcome to join the Nox. And they're about to walk away. They walk up the little ramp that leads into the gate. Oh, Oban says... Oban says Nareem was right about you. That's that's the nicest thing he's ever going to say in his entire life, because he's going to be silent for the rest of forever. Nareem's walking off. He's holding the cat. Take one more step. That'll be forced to have them open fire. Intelligence man is really not understanding the situation with all these aliens. And the Nox shakes her head and, like raises up her arms, the gate activates without spinning at all, and without the little sideways whoosh that it normally does. Everyone, all the Tolans disappear. He orders them to fire, and ooh, the guns disappear. She backwalks very dramatically through the gate. Oh, the Nox are the best people in the world. The Nox are like, like culture citizens or something like that. All right, gate off, situation resolved. Nothing, you can't do anything anymore. They're on the Nox world now. Intelligence man walks off without a word. He is pissed, but also I mean, maybe he needs to learn to accept his limitations. Maybe the entire U.S. military needs to learn to accept their limitations sometimes. What if Mayport? Oh, he's not a happy camper. There'll be hell to pay when he gets back to Washington. Jackson hasn't even... He's still looking at the gate. He hasn't even said anything. Oh, just thinking what the little guy with funny hair once told us. Little guy with funny hair? The very young do not always do as they're Oh, yeah, that's a line from that. That's a line from the previous Knox episode. The very young do not always do as they're told. Because they met a guy who was like 400 years old. Ah, that was good. That was good. Um, this is on Netflix, so it's wanting me to type next episode. But we're gonna let we're gonna let the outro music play.
I'm gonna eat the rest of these little ramen with vegetables. I put, um, over half a pound of chopped vegetables in this ramen. There's like one thing of ramen and half a pound of chopped vegetables, so. Now if you do that, you have to be sure to put an extra water. Because there's like two cups of water for a thing of ramen. This is in the pack. But with this half a pound of chopped vegetables, I put in three cups of water and I still nearly boiled out the water. Well, nearly boiled. It, it was not enough water. I should have put like three and a half to get a good amount of broth. You get no broth. It just, it absorbs right into the vegetables. So like I'm hydrated or whatever. I had three cups of water. Um... That was cool. Maybe we'll watch more Stargate sometime. And, uh, you know, everyone have a good time.